think well on it, or Reflections on the Great Truths of the Christian Religion for Every Day of the Month, by Bishop Richard Challoner. Seventh Day, on Death. Consider first that there is nothing more certain than death. It is appointed for all men once to die, and after that judgment. This sentence is general. It is pronounced on all the children of Adam. Neither wealth, nor strength, nor wisdom, nor all the power of this world can exempt anyone from this common doom. From the first moment of our birth, we hasten to death. Every moment brings it nigher to us. The day will come, it will certainly come, and God only knows how soon, when we shall never see the night. Or the night will come, when we shall never see the ensuing morning. The day will most certainly come, when thou, my soul, must bid a long farewell to this cheating world, and all thou hast admired herein, and even to thy own body, the individual companion of thy life, and take thy flight to another country, where all that thou settest a value upon here will vanish like smoke. Learn then to despise this miserable world, with all its enjoyments, with which thou must part so soon, whether thou wilt or not. Consider, secondly, that as nothing is more certain and inevitable than death, so nothing is more uncertain than the time, the place, the manner, and all other circumstances of our death. O my soul, says St. Francis of Sales, thou must one day depart with this body. But when shall that day be? Shall it be in winter or in summer, in the city or in the country, by day or by night? Shall it be suddenly or on notice given thee? Shalt thou have leisure to make thy confession? Shalt thou have the assistance of thy ghostly father? Alas, for all this thou knowest nothing at all, only that it is certain that thou must die, and that, as it almost always happens, thou must die much sooner than thou dost imagine. Consider thirdly, that death being so certain, and the time and manner of it so uncertain, it would be no small comfort if a man could die more than once, that so, if he had the misfortune once to die ill, he might repair the fault by being more careful a second time. But alas, we can die but once, for when once we have set our foot within the gates of eternity, there is no returning back. If we die once well, it will be always well, but if once ill, it will be ill with us for all eternity. O dreadful moments, on which depends an endless eternity, O blessed Lord, prepare us for that fatal hour. Consider fourthly the folly and stupidity of the greatest part of mankind, who, though they daily see some or other of their friends, acquaintance, or neighbors carried off by death, and that very often suddenly, in the vigor of youth, yet always imagine death to be at a distance from them, as if those arrows of death which are falling on all sides of them would not reach them too in their turn or as if they had a greater security than so many others who are daily swept away. Senseless worldlings, why will you not open your eyes? Why will you fondly imagine yourselves secure from the stroke of death, when you cannot so much as promise yourselves one single day of life? How many will die before the end of this month, that are as young, as vigorous, and as healthy as you are? And who knows but you may be of that number. Ah, Christians, take care, lest you be surprised. Set your house in order, and for the future avoid sin, the only evil which makes death terrible. 
live always in those dispositions in which you would gladly be found at the hour of death. To act otherwise is to renounce both religion and reason. Consider fifthly the state and condition of this corruptible body of ours. As soon as we are dead, alas, it immediately becomes pale, stiff, lonesome, and hideous, insomuch that our dearest friends can scarce endure to watch one night in the same room with it, much less bear to lie with it in the same bed, for so fast does it tend to stench and corruption, that its nearest relations are the first to wish it out of the house, and to lay it deep underground, that it may not infect the air. But what companions, what attendants must it there meet with? Worms and maggots, for these, O man, thou art pampering thy body. These are to be thy inheritance, O man, or rather they are to inherit thee. Whatever thou art today, tomorrow thou wilt be the food of worms. Ah, worldlings, that are enamored with your own, or the beauty of others, and thereby too often draw from your allegiance to God, vouchsafe for once to reflect upon the condition to which both you and they must soon be reduced, and you will see what little reason you have to fix your affections upon such painted dunghills, which quickly betray what they are, and end in noisomeness and corruption. You read that St. Francis Borgia was so affected with the bare sight of the ghastly countenance of the Empress Isabel after her death, whom he had seen a little before in all her majesty and charms, as to conceive an eternal disgust of this world, and a happy resolution of consecrating himself wholly to the service of that king who never dies. Let the like consideration move us to the like resolution.